Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on The Porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch, and I'm here with the one and only, you know him, you love him, (laughs) or you're at least not that angry at him, J.D. Rogers. I don't know. People may not love you, bro. Don't be so narcissistic. You think everyone loves you? I don't think they don't. I don't think they... What what have I done? I think they tolerate you. Oh, my God. I don't... don't, And honestly, man... Well, guess what? Hey, to my haters out there, you're just my motivator, so thanks. I'm here in the flesh. I'm going to go on record right now. I don't care what anyone says. I think you're great. Thanks so much. And everybody who's been writing in saying otherwise... You know what? I don't think you're crazy, but yeah. I still think you're great. But my, my mom thinks I'm great. Yeah, so I, that's, she that's, does. What, what do I need? Biggest fan. Mm-hmm. And the one and only Mrs. Laura Webb Eldridge. Hey, y'all. What's your middle name, Laura? Quanda. No. It's, that's a lie. I've told people that for years, though. What is oh. your real middle name? It's Caitlin. Caitlin. Who knew? What's your middle name? Oh, you're J.D. John David. Mm-hmm. John David. That. Come on. And uh, <sighs> we are your talking middle name? James. Oh, David James. David James. DJM. Sounds like my mom every <laughs> time I hear that. DJ Marvin. David James Marvin. You get down here, right? All right. What are we? We're not talking about middle names. That would be a fun podcast. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? We're talking about prayer today, mm. which can seem like such a basic thing to talk about, but it is so complex. Hashtag you, basic. Yeah. It's like everyone talks about prayer all the time, but I think a lot of people, when you really think about it, it's like, I don't even know if I'm doing this thing right, this thing yeah. we call prayer. Mm-hmm. And so let's just talk about what a healthy prayer life consists of. And what I mean by that is um, just questions like, how much am I supposed to pray? Is there like a is like a meter? Does it make me more holy the more I pray? It's like, mm-hmm. am I always, what's it mean to pray without ceasing? Like, does that mean I'm constantly like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, what's, it, what's that mean? Yeah, and so totally. I think... I just want to hear your thoughts and I'll just open up. We're going to kind of cover some like, you know, the who's, the what's, the where's, the why's, why we pray, all that kind of stuff. So let's just start, David, with explaining prayer. Yeah. Go ahead. Take like, it away. Hey, what's the definition of prayer? Yeah. And where do we get it? Why did, Why do we do it? Yeah. But I don't want to get too much in the why yet. Um, prayer. Overview us. Prayer is talking to God. Okay. Period. So like a conversation like we're having right now. Yeah, I think it's just it. It is talking to God, which, in and of itself, gives an answer to why we pray, and that it is not just like we. I talk with you, in communication, relationships strengthen. So anytime, like it's it's impossible to have a relationship with someone. This is going somewhere too, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to have a relationship with anybody if you never talk to them. And right. if if my only time that I ever talked to my wife was when I was asking her to do something, uh, we'd have a very um, weak relationship. Okay, but I would just stop. I think some people might say, okay, but that consists of a conversation where I talk and yep. they talk back. So yep. as I am expressing something, they're expressing or answering me. Yep. And so a lot of times prayer feels pointless because it feels like I'm talking to a brick wall because I'm like, what do you think, God? Yeah. And it's like crickets. Yeah, I think all of us, especially all the ladies out there, <laughs> feel a deeper connection with other people whenever we they whenever we express our heart and what we're feeling and what we're going through and what we're walking through, like intimacy happens in forms of the relationship, even if they don't respond. Even if I just say, hey, I had a really hard day today, this, 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 and this happened, there's a uh, 
intimate connection that forms there. So uh, we'll come back to kind of like, well, what about they can't redress and come back and forth? Mm-hmm. But I think in a, to give you the simplest answer, it just is talking to God. So anyone yeah. who knows how to talk to a friend, you know how to pray because you know how to talk to God. And, uh, and then from there, we're told how to pray. The idea of praying without ceasing is not Paul saying, hey, you should live a monk's life and go and live in a cave and you do nothing every day, but wake up and you just spend time praying all day long. Mm-hmm. He's saying prayer is not just an action, it's an attitude of constant dependence on God where I'm constantly going to God in prayer, saying what I'm feeling, inviting his help, inviting him to inform my thoughts, asking him to give me peace. I'm just constantly, it's a posture really of dependence that I walk through constantly. And I think most of us see prayer, including pastors, including me, my bias is to see prayer wrongly, I think, where I see it as like a um, a lifeline, a phone a friend, a bat phone. You know what a bat phone is? Like for Batman? Yes. Like, like where for, you call to tell him you need help? Yes. Where you, you pick up the E. Do you know what that means, Laura? Is that really that? Yeah, there's a bat phone. I mean, phone. I'm waiting for the punchline. Like, no, where we where see like, hey, I call him when I need help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. it's the red phone that I call like, whenever. Like, who are you going to call? Ghostbuster. I think of uh, <laughs> Barnacle Boy on SpongeBob. They had a sh- like a shell phone thing. You probably don't know that. But no. It's I, a I'm, lot. Of, I promise our listeners know what I'm talking I'm gonna about. I'm going to go watch it tonight. Mermaid though. Man and Barnacle Boy. Mermaid Shout Man. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So when the Bible says pray without ceasing, it's saying have a posture of dependence. Then I think you asked like, what should I pray for? Or what's the proper way to pray? I think that's a really good question. Um, and it's a question that Jesus's disciples asked Jesus multiple times in the New Testament. How should we pray? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Matthew 6. Matthew 6. They come up and they ask Jesus, hey, teach us to pray. There's clearly, you know, a way that you pray that is different from us. And then Jesus goes into the Lord's Prayer and he he walks through what it looks like to go to pray. But there was something, that's a weird question to ask. Somebody is like, hey, there's something about how you pray that is different. Mm-hmm. Will you teach me how to pray? Are there like levels of like advanced prayer, beginner prayer? I feel like if you're Jesus, if there are, you're on the highest level for sure. And mm-hmm. like you have constant- I think Cause I think some people are intimidated to pray out loud yeah. because they feel like they're not good enough at praying. Yeah. Well, and when they hear other people pray and they're like, how do you do that? Like, right. how do you know what to say? Yes. Yeah. What would you say to that? I think that if you walk away with nothing else for a lot of people listening, the best thing you can hear is it's just talking to God, hit the pressure release valve. You don't need to pray in King James version of thou give us today that you're just saying what you are feeling. Take those things to God. Mm-hmm. Philippians chapter four says, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. If something is important enough to worry about, it is important enough to pray about. So pray about everything, whether or not you've sanitized it and made it holy. And you feel like, cause I think at least in my life, I can feel like, man, is it really, is it okay for me to pray to God for, um, you know, me, my son to do great at swim lessons today? I mean, there's starving children in Africa still, right? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't I be praying? And that is not, that reflects something that, um, I don't commune with God the way he wants me to. He wants relationship. He wants intimacy. And when I feel like I can't share something with someone because like, oh, you really don't care about that stuff. That's saying, I don't think God actually cares about what I care about, which is my son's, you know, random example, swimming thing going <laughs> yeah. well today. Mm-hmm. But God says in first Peter chapter five, cast all of your cares on God because he cares for you. If you care about it, God cares about it. Now there's things that God cares about you and so you can bring your cares to him, but you may be carrying 
not biblically or not rightly, like, God, please give me a Porsche. Please give me a Porsche. Please give me a Porsche. By the way, God, if you want to give me a Porsche, I'm totally game to take a Porsche. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll use it, you know, for your kingdom. Yeah, you will. But not that may be a care. Oh wow, that uh, that I'm bringing to God, and like God, I just want to have a Porsche, and I He's invited me to bring that to Him. While at the same time, He's not saying that I'm always going to answer, you know, a prayer for a porch. But you don't have to hold back anything. What you're feeling, you can go to God, and I hope people just listen. And whatever you're feeling at a heart level, just express that to God. God, I'm scared. God, I'm anxious. God, I don't really want to pray to you. I'm not even sure it works when I pray to you. I'm not even sure you're listening. I feel weird right now even talking to you. I'm praying in my car. Am I supposed to pray out loud? Am I, you know, are my thoughts prayers? Mm-hmm. Just say all of that to God. So in that vein of like who to pray for, I know you're saying it's a conversation with God, but I know there are other religions out there mm-hmm. that um, I know for me, I was born actually to, like I attended the Catholic church a lot mm-hmm. and they believe that you pray to saints and then they take the message to God or to Mary and she takes the message to God. Uh, talk about that. Is that okay? Yeah. Who, who should you pray to? Yeah. Um, we should do a podcast on Catholicism. Just, just a real crowd pleaser. Yeah. My grandma like, would love that. Oh, <laughs> Catholic crowd. They love when people talk about Catholicism. But um, we would say no. According to the book of Hebrews, we have a mediator and an intercessor, which is Jesus, that allows us in Hebrews chapter four, it says to boldly approach the throne of grace because of what God did in Christ for us. We don't need a meteor. We have that mediator. His name is Jesus. So we don't have to pray to Mary. We wouldn't say that biblically praying to Mary, we wouldn't say that praying to Mary is biblical. And so uh, truly, maybe we should do a longer podcast on that. Mm-hmm. But I think a, a more or just as relevant question is, hey, is it wrong to pray to Jesus? Is it wrong to pray to the Father? Do you pray to yeah, the Spirit? the Holy Spirit. Like people are like, Jesus, will you just please help us now? And then Jesus, when he taught people to pray, he said, you know, our Father who's in heaven, holy is your name. He said, so should we pray to the Father? Should we um, address that? And um, you can pray to the Father through the work that was done through Jesus. Yeah. In the spirit that yeah, God has given you. Good. So we're told to pray in the spirit. Jesus says, pray to the father. I don't think semantically it, it really matters that much that you can, because God is triune. It's not now, like. Now stop and say, what do you mean semantically? Um, like, I think, I think it's a little bit of just word, word. Yeah. Um, like words that you're praying like, to God. Who in is. other words, it's not like you're dropping off letters in heaven and one of them's addressed like, oh, this one's for <laughs> Jesus. Uh, put it in Jesus' mailbox and this one's in spirit. <laughs> and somebody put. Father's mail in my box. <laughs> We've gone through this a thousand times. Why are you putting us here? Like, the, it, you know, it's one God. <laughs> That's it's good. triune God. So you can pray to all three of them. And, um, and it matters more just the posture of your prayer that you bring your requests to God continually and that he's invited us to approach him. No one else do we have to bring those requests to. So in Matthew 6, verse 7, Jesus says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Mm-hmm. What does what does he mean by empty phrases and like many words? Because does that mean that it's wrong for me to pray for a long time? Yeah. What, do you, what does that mean? Yeah. So Jesus is talking to Pharisees who would have gone out and publicly would have gone to pray and attempted the the whole context in that verse is he covers like when you fast, don't do this. Don't go out and let people know, Hey guys, fasting today. I'm so hungry. Yeah. Oh man, I'm starving because I'm fasting because (laughs) I'm I'm so spiritual. Yeah. And I'm a holy person that Jesus was condemning those who were not praying 
for the sake of relationship with God or to see God move or uh, going to God in order to have deeper communication with him, but they were praying to be seen by people. And Jesus just said, you're not being seen by people. I think we still honestly do it today. It uh, more often comes out in two ways, either someone who's like, man, I'm going to really, you know, we're at a table, we're about to have dinner, we're about to pray. And I'm like, I'm about to blow these people's minds how spiritual this prayer is. Or Mm -hmm. the person who's afraid to pray Mm -hmm. because they're afraid of what other people think. And that I think is even more common, honestly. Totally. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I'm insecure to pray. And it's the opposite of kind of what the, it's similar to what the Pharisees were doing. Not they were, they were doing it for what people thought, not what God thought. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and in the same way, if you're, unwilling to pray, which is an understandable fear, especially because we have some like Christian scoreboard where we think something that sounds better is, you know, a reflection of someone who really knows God really well, which I guess could be true, but we're afraid in the same way that Pharisees were seeking the approval. We're afraid because we're seeking the approval of other people. So I think his point there is not don't pray for an extended amount of time. It matters the heart behind why you're praying and what you're praying for. Is it the same with but when you, verse six before that, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So public prayer is that you're just saying, like, is it wrong to pray publicly? Should you only pray privately? Yeah, no, again, I think that's why Jesus, he's addressing that hypocritical, I'm praying for the approval of others. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't have a door. He says the son of man had no place to lay his head. He didn't have a door to go yeah. behind. And he prayed in front of other people when he broke. Oh, this is a fun nugget. Remember when he fed the 5,000? Mm-hmm. Took the fish and loaves. And what did he do? Multiplied it. He, he prayed over he it. He prayed over it and mm-hmm. then he multiplied it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he prayed publicly in front of people. Mm-hmm. And so he's clearly not saying, hey, you shouldn't pray publicly in front yeah. of other people. And um, the reason I said it's a fun nugget is, did you know that Judaism doesn't pray before the meal? They pray after the meal? No. It's like Jewish people. That would be Jesus yeah. and everybody who's Jewish, in case you're not following. Yeah. I'm not saying Christians should, but they pray after the meal. And Jesus, one of the beliefs of why Christians now pray before the meal, hey, let me pray real quick, is because Jesus prayed before the meal and he gave the blessing, not before, I mean, not after, but before, which was different than what people were doing inside of that day. Just random. I don't know if anybody cares about that, but there we go. But point being, is not against publicly praying. It's all the heart. It all comes down to the heart behind yeah. it. So then you keep reading and he says, so talking about how should we pray mm-hmm. uh, or what should we even pray? Mm-hmm. Uh, he just lays out a prayer. Yeah. And it's the the Lord's prayer. Yeah. And why, if this is how Jesus is saying you should pray, why don't we just pray that? Here's what's ironic is he says, Right after, so let me go to the passage. Matthew chapter six, he's like, this is how you should pray. And he lays out uh, a prayer. And his point was not to make a formula. His point was to say like, go to God, recognize you're holy, you're God. That's hallowed be your name, which is a weird way of just saying, God, you're holy. Your kingdom, which is your agenda, your will, would it come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's basically saying, God, have your way in my life, have your way in our world. I'm inviting and I want to express even to myself and to you, your kingdom and your agenda and your will in my life, invite it in. Give me this daily bread, like give me what I need just for today. Forgive me for my debts or my sins as I've forgiven people who've sinned against me. Don't lead me into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. He's saying uh, the type of content or the posture of how you should pray, not this is the exact formula to pray, which ironically 
we have made into a formula, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's, it's a beautiful prayer and there's totally appropriate times to do it, but not under the understanding. Like if I just pray, if I repeat these words, God will hear me. Yeah. The reason I say it's ironic is to your point, what he says, like five verses later is don't be methodical and um, like a robotic in your prayers, thinking that just because of how you say some words, God will hear you. Mm-hmm. So it what do you think? Yeah. What do you think about like before games and stuff like that? I remember everyone kind of huddles up and you say the Lord's prayer or even before a meal, you know, you close your eyes and somebody just says the Lord's prayer. Is that wrong? Is it insincere? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think, uh, I think it does become methodical over time. It's, yeah, it's one of those like tradition. Maybe it, it's not right, but it's not. It's not like oh, that's that's so off. It's almost like been ingrained, like we yeah. missed it. But yeah, because it comes down to the heart, it's like being misinformed versus they just misunderstand. Because Jesus said in the verses right before the Lord's Prayer, "This is how you should pray. Don't keep babbling on. Don't just repeat phrases over and over and think that God, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace. Hail Mary, full of that. That's how we will answer." And we did the exact thing he was saying, don't do when he yeah. said, this is how you should pray. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's wrong. Um, and in some ways it's a reflection of like the Judeo, the Christian kind of foundation our country has. And so there's a remnant of that around. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I'm saying there's worse things you could do before a football game than yeah. recite the Lord's prayer. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, if you do that, cause you're like, man, this is um, um, superstitious. And if we don't, we won't win the game. That's, that's not biblical and that's yeah. wrong. And that's thinking you'll be here because you'll be heard because of your many words. And that's mm. the exact opposite of what Jesus was saying. Yeah. So then with all that, what we should pray, who we should pray to, uh, the Bible also says in that passage, uh, this is a really good passage to go to for prayer, by the way, Matthew six, Yeah, highly encourage y'all to read it. Uh, it says, you know, don't do all these things because your father knows what you need before you even ask him. Yeah. So, why then pray if God can read my thoughts, if God knows me more than I know me, what's the point of asking, knocking, seeking, praying? What's the point? What do you think? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, my job is to ask the yeah. questions around here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think I, I will say this. I do think, again, it aligns with posture. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it is symbolizing something to God, not symbolizing, it's showing something to God of, um, I understand I need you mm-hmm. and I understand that you already know this. Like that's how awesome you are, but I'm still going to come showing you my need. I think it's an act of worship yeah. uh, to show that posture. I think, yeah, yeah. Get, go, yeah I, mean, I was, was going to repeat you from earlier. You said, Hey, it's, uh, at the very beginning of the podcast, you mentioned, um, that it's about a relationship and how like God wants to hear those things that's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think you're opening up. It's, it's one thing to know, um, uh, man, God, he knows everything before it's act or before I even say it, he knows everything that's on my heart. And it's another thing to spend time just divulging and communicating. I know what my wife wants to do on Friday night. I know exactly what she wants to do. She wants to go out to dinner. She wants to go out to dinner every single Friday night. She loves date nights. <laughs> We're like totally opposite wiring. I would eat Chick-fil-A for every meal for the rest of my life. She would rather eat or she wants to eat at a different restaurant. She would never eat at the same restaurant. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I know that about her. I love that. But it's a different thing for her to come to me and say, hey, I would like to do this. I'd love for us to go to dinner on Friday night. There's a connection that she feels when she gets to express her heart and express mm-hmm. what's going on. There's a connection that I feel. And it's all about relationship. And that's what God most desires us to have. And the activity and the attitude of prayer, it allows us to experience a deeper level of 
relationship with him, it is, um, it leads to more peace yeah. because as I vocalize it, like when I say things out loud or when I pray things to God, it does something to my heart, to my mind. It reminds mm-hmm. me that God knows, God cares. I'm bringing these to someone who can do something about it. And then I can leave it with him because I trust him. It's like, um, uh, do you have another question? I'll keep going. On. I, I have something on that. Cause I think that, I think that it's really vulnerable sometimes to just like, just pour out your heart mm-hmm. um, to the Lord or like Psalm 62 says. But I think there have been times in my life personally where I'm like, Hey, I'm so hurt because I feel like I've been praying and God isn't answering that prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I almost don't even want to anymore. And, and I'd bet that I'm, I'm not alone in that. So what would you, what would you say to that? You're so hurt because you have. Well, so it's like, yeah, like it's, it's really vulnerable to pray to God and ask for something, say, you know. Let's say someone's struggling with same sex attraction. Yes. And they pray every night. Yes. Yeah. Weeping. God, please take this from me. Mm -hmm. And they just, it, it doesn't seem to go away. Yeah. And there comes a point. It's like, is God even listening to me? And does, does God care? And I don't want to pray anymore. Yeah. What would you say to me if I feel like one, God isn't answering my prayers. Mm-hmm. Or two, if I just feel discouraged from praying because uh, because of that. Is the purpose of prayer even to be heard? I think the purpose of prayer is like is relationship first and foremost. I do think that God hears and answers prayers. I do think that God invites us to ask and to ask and to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. And um, there's multiple parables in Luke chapter 11 and Luke chapter 18 where he compares himself to a, a guy who, um, I don't know whether it's worth going into it, but basically um, there's a dude, Jesus tells a story. He's like, there's one guy, he's got a f- friends in town and his neighbor is all in bed. And at that time, um, everyone was gone to bed and his friend just got to his house and he was like, man, my buddy just got here. I got no food. I got no chips and salsa. We were going to hang. So he goes next door. He begins knocking on his neighbor's house and he says, hey, I got no food. I got no bread, no chips and salsa, if you will. And I got friends here. Can I borrow some? And the guy inside the house says, go away, go away. We're already in bed. Lights are off. I'm asleep. And the guy keeps banging, keeps banging, keeps banging. And the parable says, because of his persistence, God hurt or that neighbor got up, gave him some bread and went away. And Jesus' point is like, man, if that's how neighbors who are imperfect, who are sinful, who don't care and have the best interest, they just want you to leave them alone. I'll give you some bread. How much more will God answer those who continually come to him and come to him and come to him and come to him. And in the midst of that, he tells us in Luke chapter 11, ask, seek, knock, never stop going. And then he says, because God loves to give good things to his children. Mm. And he loves most of all to give the Holy Spirit to those who will ask of him. So to that person, I would say, keep going, keep going, keep going. It can, you're not crazy that it can feel like I've asked God for this so many, so many different times. But even in the midst of me asking that something happens and can happen in my heart. And he's invited me to keep coming back to him. And, um, and then I would track, I would, we pray for so many things that we don't even realize are answered. Mm-hmm. And God does answer prayers. And I would, uh, and we assume that once they get answered, it's just because that was going to happen anyways. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's like, real. oh man, God, please give me favor on this. And then he answers it. And it's like, I think I probably was going to, you know, get the job anyways. Or, or it's happen. like, yeah, I nailed it. Like I, I did so good in the interview. Exactly. And you don't Please even give realize. Me this job. Yeah. And then afterwards we forget. That it was God it was, that answering that prayer. We were asking him. And, uh, and so I think part of the reason why we get to ask him is, you know, as C.S. Lewis says, it does change the cosmic shaping of our world. It also changes the shaping of ourself. And it invites us into asking and seeing God move and being a part of him answering those prayers. So 
I've heard that no one's listening to you more than you are. And I, I feel that with prayer, hmm. that when I'm praying things, I'm listening to my own self yeah. and it like changes me. Uh, prayer, I, I always just say like, someone who doesn't pray has never experienced the power of prayer. Mm. And so it's like, because once you do, yeah, you can't, it's like a drug, you can't stop. Yeah. And uh, so let's wrap up. I, David, I'd love to just know, uh, what does your, I think, what is your prayer life? Like I heard, I hear people talk about prayer life, my prayer life. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like for you? Uh, when do you find yourself like having those deep conversations, those vulnerable conversations with the Lord, like just practically in your life? I think this is where it comes down to, uh, so there's set apart times all of us should be having with God. We're spending time reading his word, praying his word, spending time each morning doing that. I also think throughout the day, you should just be constantly going, God, help us in this podcast to be clear, to not discourage someone, to not uh, say something that's not in line with your will. Man, I'm anxious about all, I've had 85 different things to do today. Will you help me to experience peace? I'm gonna also find time and space to do them. Help me to know the right thing to say in this next meeting that I'm going into. I'm gonna be clothed in humility. God, help me to get to this thing on time because I left late and now I'm running through traffic. I would just give your freedom to go to God or give yourself freedom to bring those things to God, be dependent on God, invite him into the circumstances he's already in control over and remind yourself through praying and constantly communicating with him, He's in control over all of it. Will you help me? In my own life, that fosters a dependence and like a real health. And I'm healthiest when that's taking place constantly. Mm-hmm. So I think there you you do both. You do what Mark chapter one shows us Jesus did, which he breaks away to spend time in prayer with God's word in the morning or whenever. And then all throughout the day, praying without ceasing through just the attitude of inviting God in. He cares about everything that you care about right now. He cares about everything that you care about. So you can bring those things to him. You can share how you're feeling. You can share what you're afraid of. You can share what you're concerned about. You can share what you're angry about. You can share how much you don't like this podcast right now with him. Yeah. <laughs> you can share anything with him. And um, because he loves you, he cares about you and he wants relationship with you. So yeah, that's, that's good. really good. I think there's this like desperation that, that I think the Lord is like honored by too, right? Yeah. So, but can I ask one more question? Sure. What would you say, is there any reason that God wouldn't answer our prayers? First Peter three says, if you don't honor your wife, you won't. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's like, uh, um, so your prayers would not be hindered. There seems to be an indication that relationally when we're off, um, uh, so James chapter four, there's several different reasons. Yeah. Um, relationally when you're off with other okay. people, it seems to indicate as crazy as that is like, I don't even fully understand that. Um, that he will hinder your prayers. It'll hinder the ability to get through. And, and by off, you mean there's conflict or yeah. something's going on. There's sin that you haven't. Yes. Yeah. How you're treating people. Okay. And, uh, and then the other one in James chapter four, it says you don't have because you don't ask. Mm. When you do ask, you ask for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You ask to spend it on your motives. And then in first or in James chapter one, he says, um, let everyone who needs wisdom, ask God for wisdom and let him ask by faith. Because if you don't uh, like asking expectantly that God would give me wisdom, then you're like a, a wave of the sea tossed to and fro. So there seems to be reasons and times where he wouldn't, but um, but he's invited us to bring those prayers to him, to bring everything that we're feeling to him. And what matters is the heart and the attitude and the posture of it. So it's good. That's all I got. Come on. All right. Well, that's it. As always, if you have questions that come from this, you can email us at info at theporch.live. We will see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch.
to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.